Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Blessings this great day. Another great day to serve the Lord, and we're getting closer and closer to summer. How exciting is that? And uh, I hope it's warmer than it's been. We've had such an interestingly cold and wet May. I'm happy for the rain, but not excited about being cold. I don't like being cold. In fact, in the studio today, I'm wearing a coat just because I want to be warm. And so at least you can't see me. You can just hear me. Well, I you didn't talk about Mother's Day here last week. So I would, I'm going to kind of talk about that a little bit and then uh, move on to some things. And I'm excited to be able to share with you. But one of the great Proverbs is the 31st proverb, which talks about mothers and, and women. So let me uh, have a word of prayer and we'll dive into this. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the day. Thank you for our mothers. Thank you for all the ladies in this world, God, that uh, they're, we're here because of ladies, Lord, because they wouldn't, they, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have a mother. And I'm thank you for my mother who's in heaven watching down. And I'm thankful for my wonderful wife. And I'm thankful for all the ladies listening today, but also for the men and anybody listening, that the power of God would overflow in their lives. Lead us this day in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, you know, mothers get all sorts of questions from their kids. You know, there's an eight-year-old son. I just read these this last week. They said to his mother, if Jesus didn't have a sister, why do I have to have one? You know how boys and sisters are. And why did Jesus make mosquitoes? All they do is bite you. Why would he do that? Why would Jesus do that? And then, Mom, did Eve have a belly button? <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. And of course, she probably didn't, I guess, since she was made from the rib of Adam. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But uh, mothers, my mother got asked all sorts of things. I asked her weird questions growing up. I mean, I embarrassed her to death. There was this couple, this um, husband and wife, they went out to an anniversary dinner. And how you know your um, your wife as a mother is... As they were going to anniversary dinner, he ordered a steak, and she reached over and cut his steak up for him. There you go. That's it. That's all I got for that. But mothers, we want uh, mothers, we want men, we want all of us to be the real deal. And Proverbs 31, 25 through 31, again, is, is for mothers. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be proud. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate." That's a great recognition of mothers and of women. And I think it's awesome that we recognize them. In our church, we have Mother's Day. I, I've got for men, I probably 10, 15 years, we've got uh, Weezer candy, velvet mint chocolate wrapped in tin foil, and we give to all our mothers one of these wonderful Weezer candy chocolates. My friend Patrick over there at Weezer Chocolate, um, they make great chocolate and and then for Father's Day, our men get wrapped caramels. So there you are. We take care of our people. That's important. Well, let's move on. I want to talk about uh, 
being authentic, being real, being the real deal. You hear about life and being the real deal. A lot of people are artificial. A lot of people claim Jesus and have nothing to do with him. And Paul has a lot to say to the various churches in the New Testament. He talks to the church at Corinth, the church at Colossae, and Ephesus, and Philippi, and Galatia. He shares all sorts of things with these churches, and much of it is about being authentic, is about being real. In fact, listen to what he says to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 through 8. He says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Take time to look at yourself. Am I really in the faith? Am I really in the faith? Then he goes on to say, test yourselves. Test to find out. What are your priorities? What does your life look like? What does your daily week look like? What does your time look like? Where does God fit in? Or do you just say, oh, I'm a Christian. I believe. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. Now we pray to God that you will not do anything wrong, not so that people will see that we have stood the test, but so that you will do what is right, even though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. So many people disclaim to be Christian. So many people disclaim, hey, I don't have to worry about going to heaven because because I believe. Well, folks, I got news for you. Even the demons believed. In fact, a recent survey by Barn, I don't know how recent it is, didn't say how recent it is, but it says this 87% of Americans believe in God. 87%. Almost all of Americans believe in God. Well, that's kind of an interesting statistic. 75% believe in miracles. 73% believe in heaven. believe that Jesus is the Son of God. 71% believe in angels. 70% believe that Jesus rose from the dead. So 70 to 87%. Now, are that many Christians out there? Are that many people that love God out there? You know, the Bible says the gates, uh, the road is narrow that leads to heaven. You know, the enemy, those that don't love the Lord, it's wide. It's not easy. And and even though you look at this, you say, well, man, looks like everybody, everybody loves Jesus. No, everybody claims, claims they believe and claims they believe in miracles and claims this, but there's no, there's no evidence in their life. He said, you should be known by your fruits, by what you do in your lives. So how many people in the United States attend church? Well, the survey said about 47% attend church some, 47%. Attend church some. Are you one of those 47% by chance? And then it says only 22% attend regularly or like three out of the four times a month or better. Only 22%, one out of five or 2.2 out of 10 attend regularly. But yes, we love God. We He's close to us. We, he means everything to us. You know, when I was dating my wife, and she was my girlfriend at the time, of course. I wanted to be with her all the time. In fact, I was with her all the time. In fact, we finally made a day that we wouldn't see each other because we saw each other so very much. It was so hard not to be with her because you loved her so much. I would think that we would love Jesus so much that we'd want to be in his presence. We'd want to be with his people. But yet, 
You know, Hebrews writes, don't forsake the assembling of gathering together, as some do, because it's easy to do. It's easy to put everything else in front of God, in front of the church, in front of your relationship. You know, and so these stats, they may not, you, they may say this, they may say all these percentages, but how many people are, are authentic? Well, we'll know at Judgment Day because Jesus is coming again. You're hearing it all over the time. Right now, I hear it more than anything else is that I believe we're in that last day. I listened to a thing by Greg Laurie last week, a message, and they were interviewing him. They said, uh, Greg, uh, do you do you believe we're in the last days? He said, I 100% believe we're in the last days. I believe the Lord will be coming. And you know, folks, I just want people to be ready. My heart is that people are ready to meet the Lord, that there's not a question, that you don't stand before God, and he says, I never knew you. Depart from me. But he says, enter the kingdom of heaven. What a joy it is to have you in my presence. People of God, be real before him. Have a true relationship with him. Don't just talk. Don't be a hypocrite. Oh, I'm a Christian. I believe. And then you live like the devil. You'll be known by your fruits. You'll be known by the, those who practice righteousness are of God. Those that practice sin are of the devil. The Bible says that in 1 John. And so we've got to understand that. So what I want you to do today is to take very seriously your walk with God. Tomorrow, as I continue this message, I'm going to talk about why we're hindered and how we're hindered. And Paul's going to talk more about that and, and talk about some other aspects of walking with God. You see, I believe, especially you listening today on Christian Radio, I believe most of you really really make an effort to serve God. And we know it's by grace you are saved. We know it's not by works. We know that by the Word of God very clearly, especially in the book of Galatians. You know, he speaks of that. But he knows whether you're real or you're authentic or if you're just talking the talk and not walking the walk. What is he saying about you today? Just take time to analyze, where am I at? What does my life show? Does everybody I'm around know that I'm a Christian, that I'm a believer? You know, you get politicians out there that say all sorts of things, and, and most of them will not mention Christianity. They will not say a word about Christianity or anything like that Adam, because they don't want to be marked as a Christian. I did hear a guy the other day, I was watching, I think it was a superintendent race, and it was I was watching the, the uh, debate. It was a very interesting debate. Everybody had some good points. But the one thing I appreciated about uh, Brandon Durst is he got up and he said, you know, I'm a family man. I love my family, but I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I'm so thankful for Brandon for saying that, that he's a Christian. I'm thankful for any politician, any leader, any sports figure that will say, I'm a Christian. I hear sports figures all the time, coaches that talk about being Christian quarterbacks that talk about being Christian. They have a great influence on people, you know, and and there's and being in the legislature, I get to hear and get to know people. I can tell you people that are solid, solid in the Lord. I mean, I know them well, and I can tell you people that I'm not sure where they're at. And there's others that I know, you know, don't even believe in God. But I tell you one thing, every one of us are going to stand before God someday. And folks, we better claim Jesus. We better stand up. Say, I am a Christian. 
I want people to know Jesus. I want people's lives to be changed. If we do that, folks, we will see the power of God unfold. Hey, have a great day. May God bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.